sometimes um, things are off balance, right? So you, some, some days I'm focused on this, some days I'm focused on um, other things. Um, there's a minimum baseline, right? Our kids are fed, they're safe, and they have good grades. <laughs> so let's just say that. They have a house on their, a house over their heads. But um, as far as balance is concerned, um, you have to be really intentional. Welcome to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. And I got my uh, frequent co-host. Who am I? Is this frequent co-host? I don't know, right? You've been yes. on a couple times with me. My wife, Ronnie Tyler. What's up, Ronnie? Hi, I'm glad to be here. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty formal today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we wanted to switch up the speed a little bit and come to you guys with a episode full of Q&A. So there are questions that we get a lot of times from entrepreneurs, from solopreneurs from, you know, larger businesses, from couples in business, all types of stuff that normally, you know, they want an answer from me or Ronnie or both. And they want to know, like, what's her perspective, my perspective. So we said we spend a day giving you our perspectives on a few hot topics. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. What, what, let me ask you first before we go into it. What is the question you think people ask us the most? Besides, how do we work together? I think we tackled that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. We, we, we did that in a few previous episode, though, didn't we? Um, yeah. I think we did. Yeah. All right. Any other questions that come to mind a lot of times? Really, that is the main one. I, if someone's asking me about working together, I mean, work us working is how do we work together? How can you work with your spouse? Awesome. That's number one. All right, says so the perfect segue. Listen, if you have not, go back and watch the previous episodes of me and Ronnie, because we did a whole episode about working together with your spouse, your partner. We did a whole episode about uh, determining what your strengths and weaknesses are and gave them a step-by-step. -step. Yes. We talked about a couple's code of conduct. If you don't know what that is, make sure you go back and watch that episode. Now, as far as your questions, we're about to jump into it. And here is question number one. What is the vision that you both have for the business and how do you deal with differences? So, uh, want me to go first? Yes. All right. So, my vision for the business, we talk about a lot, right? We want to uh, expand what we had a three-year plan. That was to get uh, and help 50 Black-owned businesses get to seven figures, a million dollars a year, and five get to eight figures, $10 million a year. So the mission of our business is goal-oriented around getting success for our clients. So now we say by the end of the decade, December 31st, 2030, we want to have had 500 seven-figure companies, 50 eight-figure companies, five nine-figure, doing $100 million a year. Because we know if we can impact that many companies, there's a butterfly effect on our entire community. Because when we grow these companies, they go out and hire more people that look like us. They go out and you know have capacity. They go out and have stronger families. It's so many ripples of what happens all in a good way from when we grow these actual businesses. So that's the overall vision that we, you know, we sat down together and I just me and Ronnie, me, Ronnie, the team, you know, leadership at the time, sat down after crafted out that, that vision for what we do. Um, anything I left out or anything you got differently? No, I don't have any different vision. I think we worked on it together. Um, I and think maybe if, that's the nugget. Yeah. I think if there are some differences, it's just it's a stretch, right? So I always say, oh, wow, that's big. That scares me or whatever. And so we talked about this previously as, as far as us having different um, levels of risk. And um, so I'm always like, oh, that's too big, you know? <laughs> and you're always pushing the envelope. But um, I think the biggest thing is, as for me, as long as our plans align with the vision, then I'm good. 
with yeah. that. And, may, and maybe that might, for the person that asked the question, that might even be the nugget, is that you shouldn't have different visions, right? <laughs> if like you're together, working together in the business, and this ain't even just because we married, it's if you got business partners. If you know, you're in the team, like, like, like your leadership, like everybody should be on the same page, marching towards the same goal. And as we talked it through, because uh, this is my kind of first time, you know, hearing the questions as we talk about it, so we didn't get a chance to pre-think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that I mean, I would agree, right? Like everybody should have the same, it shouldn't be the, hey, I got this one vision for the company. Hey, you got another vision for the company. You know, mine is is uh, for us to make this amount of money, yours is to make this amount of impact, somebody else's to do this thing and then sell in two years, you know, should be like a consistent vision that everybody has, that way everybody can get on board with it. Right. I mean, you should at, at some point make a commitment to say, I'm on board with the, the one vision that we have come up with, right? And so that means like we had meetings, we really worked through in our yearly planning, our quarterly planning, uh, what that vision is. And then once we approved it, then that's the one, that's the vision that we're working towards, right? You can't be passive aggressive. You can't be coming back every five seconds saying, well, that's not what I wanted, right? And so we all need to be on a board, on board. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. So the next question says, how do you balance everything? Work, life, kids, marriage, et cetera. Uh, Ronnie, how do you balance all these things? <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> I just think that there really isn't any balance. <laughs> Sometimes um, things are off balance, right? So you, some some days I'm focused on this. Some days I'm focused on um, other things. Um, there's a minimum baseline, right? Our kids are fed, they're safe, and they have good grades. <laughs> so let's just say that right? they have a house, I mean, a house over their heads. But um, as far as balance is concerned, um, you have to be really intentional. You definitely have to be really intentional and you have to have some boundaries. I think for us, I think that um, the advantage is that we work together, right? And so if there's times when we're, um, you're working really, really hard, then I can say, oh, let me focus on the kids, let me focus on the household and then vice versa. So we can support each other in that. But I don't know if there's this idea of like, it's just complete balance. Like I worked all day, I'm, I'm CEO, I get home, I get to cook the meal, I'm helping with homework. And sometimes some of those things don't happen. You know, meals don't get cooked all the time. You know, I don't help with homework all the time. So. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's a good point. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times we may be dream, dreaming about this dream lifestyle where you're the A plus mom or dad, you're the A plus business owner, you're the A plus, you know, son to your parents or, or daughter to your parents, you're the A plus friend to your besties. But I haven't seen too many people that have like, hey, you know, because um, your business is going to push you and stretch you to some limits. But then your kids are going to push you and stretch you to some limits, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got your friends. You know, even if you excel in those things, you know, normally your friends beefing with you because they like, hey, you spend all your time on your business and your kids. Like, what about us? We ain't seen in a long time. We ain't hanging out with you. So I'm not sure if, if it's, and this is my, my, you know, my perspective. I'm not sure if it's this, this perfect balance that everybody wants and strives for. And I'm not even sure if that should necessarily be the goal. I think the goal should be for you to find um, what levels of happiness you want in each thing, right? And then also to know that if you want to excel in anything, there are times where you have to push into that thing harder, right? If if I just live a life where I say, hey, I'm going to be equal output to everything, I'm probably not going to excel at anything. That's true. Right? That's so true. if I want to be, you know, the most amazing parent, I'm probably going to have to push hard in that area and leave some things behind in the business. If I want to excel in the business, I'm probably going to have to push hard in that area and, you know, um, I'm probably going to drop some balls in a few other places, Right? If I want to be the the most amazing uh, son or daughter, like like 
You can't be all things to all people at all times. And I think that's the thing to think about. Now, what you choose, I think is very specific to the person, right? Yeah. Because you might say, you know, I meet one person and say, hey, you know what? I want to spend my whole day with my kids. You know, I don't want a job. I want to be a full-time parent. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I can meet another person that says, I work all day to provide a lifestyle for my kids that they wouldn't have otherwise that I never had. Mm -hmm. Which one is wrong? Neither. Because it's your kid, right? Mm -hmm. It's like literally you decide the outcome you want mm -hmm. for your life and the plan you want. And I think what happens too much, um, primarily because of social media. Social media get a bad rap on the show. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's not a good thing on social. But this, this one is bad. Meanwhile, this is on social. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? I love this part of social. <laughs> but the other part of social, not so much. But... Um, you know, I, I think what happens a lot of time on social, everybody got an opinion and everybody got a judgment on everybody else's personal situation. And and I think a lot of times people are sharing their personal situations with the world, opening up themselves for judgment when they ain't really none of the world's business. Yeah, I think that watching people on social gives people a lot of guilt and maybe even a certain level of depression because they're thinking that my my life should be a certain way and they're not really seeing what's going on in the background with these people, right? They're just seeing those positive like clips. And so I really think that you should just worry about what feels good to you it, mm -hmm. versus really, really trying to meet some expectation, whether that's an expectation of how somebody else is living on social or maybe even what you think um, your parents or your friends may, may think of you because things are a certain way at home, right? Like maybe your kitchen's not clean and or maybe your bed, your bed didn't get made today, but you're happy. But, you know, your kids didn't eat vegetables today, but you sat down with them and y'all shared McDonald's. And so um, I think that- They're going to get um, you for that McDonald's statement. Who's going to get me? The McDonald's Razzis. <laughs> it's like the paparazzi. They just hate on people feeding I their kids. I could care less, okay? Don't, don't write me. I could care less, right? We eat McDonald's, every, all of it. But um, anyway, but, um, and so um, I, I just say, you know, do what is best for you, right? When, when, my, when our kids were really young and we were working and we had the business and I had to work or whatever, it was just like, sometimes, some days I had to just stop. Like I had to tell myself, just stop. You know, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to do this. Nope. I'm just sitting on the floor with babies that are crying and we're eating snacks, you know, and just stop trying to do what everybody thinks should be right for a, you know, a woman after work, you know, so. Yeah, yeah but I, I think the other part to tag on to what you said before we go to the next question is that half what you see on social is fake anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we ran, um, if you don't know, we ran one of the, um, of not one of the, we ran the largest black marriage and parenting site on the web. And I can't tell you how many times that all the couples that will post pictures, that will post videos, that will post, you know, these loving messages to each other online, the reason they were posting that stuff was out of guilt because their marriage relations were terrible. Or one person was trying to overcompensate, and then they'd be the same people that pop up the next week and be like, we ain't together no more. And everybody be like, like, they couldn't understand because they really had a had attached themselves so much to that couple as y'all are couple goals, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all are love goals. Y'all are like what I aspire to be, not knowing all the junk they had in the background. You know what I'm saying? The parent that um you know, may post something, you think, man, like, I wish I had that thing like that with my kid. A lot of times when I ask them, like, hey, what's up with your kid? They're the same parent be like, man, my kid be acting crazy, mm -hmm. be tripping, mm -hmm. right? Like, they hate taking pictures or whatever it may be, but you're trying to look at the whole lens of how they parent through one shot, yep. through one reel, through one video. So again, I think what you said is good about taking that perspective and again, bringing it back to, you know, what I was saying too, like, you got to do what's right for you and what your vision is, what your goals are for you, your family, 
your children, your career, whatever it may be. How do you manage your time and responsibility inside of the business, right? And I'm assuming this means like who does what and how do we allocate time towards mm -hmm. it? Um, you want to go first? Want me jump in? You can start. All right. So in the business, in our business, right? I'm the CEO. Ronnie's the COO. Uh, it's a great book called Traction by Gino. Is it Wickman? Wickman or something. Yeah, Wickman, right? Gino Wickman or Traction. In Traction, Gino Wickman talks about um, the CEO being a visionary, right? You have the COO that is an integrator, right? Or implementer. And that's exactly what Ron, Ronnie's a great integrator because I have a vision. Like I see the picture, like where we should go, where we should be. Uh, she talked, you know, about stretching you and scaring you or something like that. I don't know what it is. Stretching me. Stretching you. I'm scaring not stretching me too. You. I'm doing neither one of them. <laughs> so like that's my job as a visionary. Uh, Ronnie does a very great job at actually integrating that stuff, right? So, so taking that vision and creating it and putting it down into bite-sized chunks that then me and the team can actually take and implement to move forward so that it happens, right? Uh, too many entrepreneurs don't have a great integrator or any integrator at all. So if that's not your natural talent or ability, you had the best vision in the world, but if you can't actually manifest it, right. it's a waste of your time, your talent, you know, your treasure, everything else that will go along with it. So like that's our, those are like our primary high level roles in the business. What that looks like is a lot of times I'm crafting out, again, where the business goes. I'm crafting out the initial ideas around um, what the events look like, right? What I want to speak is like, I'm heavily curating the experience of clients, like the, the experience parts of different things. And what Ronnie's normally doing is getting with the team um, to like, hey, once I come with the initial idea of it, normally get a team together to get feedback and a tie in to help flush it out. And then Ronnie's working with them to then like say, hey, let's lay this down across a timeline across calendars, who's doing what, implementing them, make sure no steps are missed. Because a lot of times a visionary, you see things as, hey, these, you know, these things take four or five steps to get done. But then Ron, once Ronnie breaks it down, realizing those five steps each have five or six different smaller components inside of it to actually implement it, make it happen. Right, right. So a couple of things. The first thing is, number one, that you have to kind of recognize the roles, right? So we're working together as a couple and we're just not like free balling it. Like we just walk into the building, you do something one day, you do something the other day. You know, we actually literally have like formal roles and responsibility and we have them defined. Um, the second thing is just having um, respect for each other's in each other's roles um, because, you know, you can't respect a, a person as a CEO one day and then the next day you're not the CEO, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So just having respect. And the third thing, and this is really, really important for couples that are working together is accountability, right? So now that you're in that role, you have to be accountable for your actions. You have to do what you say you're going to do. And so that, that, that goes back to kind of working together and working out. Um, being a couple in business, if you want to go far, you're going to be formal with each other. You're going to you do all of the things that you learned when nine times out of 10, all of you work for other people. You're going to do those same things and operate in that same way for your business. All right. Next question is a follow up to that. How did you define those roles in the beginning mm -hmm. of the business when you first started out? I think it just naturally fell out that way. Um, just whatever your natural talents were, whatever mine were, was. And then we didn't just make up anything. I think we like, like literally leveraged each other's strengths. And so that came from identifying how I worked when I was in corporate, how you work when you were in corporate. So for us, I think it, it just, we went naturally towards what our strengths were. But but it also, I remember there also was some communication too about what those, it wasn't just, it's like, yeah, we leaned towards the things we were better at, but it also was, 
having that discussion around what's the things we better at, or mm -hmm. I think you should do this or this, or the times when, because there are some times when it's things that either straddle the line, which you both can do, or things that you both are not good at and you don't know who should do it. Right. And we had to kind of, you know, define and declare, all right, who's the person, the person best suited for that, which may have been, hey, neither one of us are great at this, but you're better than me. Right. It may have been, hey, you know, nobody wants to do it, but you have more time, you know, and we're kind of being practical about it. Now, I think that is, I think what you said is great. Um, what are the things that you naturally gravitate towards talent-wise? Because those are things most of the people like doing more so, because um, they, they're inside of their comfort zone, but then realizing also there may be some things that you either don't like to do, normally don't do, but somebody fits in there. Would you right. agree? Yeah, I agree. And let's be honest. Like when we first started our business, we didn't just say, oh, you're the CEO. You're the COO. Like it, it didn't work that way, right? At first it was just like, hey, let's do this, right? And then we were doing it the best that we could while juggling our corporate jobs. And then the next thing it was, hey, we're on to something. And it started growing and growing. And then there's more responsibility. There's a lot to be juggled. And then we had to stop and take a step back and have meetings and really start thinking intentionally about like who's doing what. And when we got to that point, then we really, really worked it out. I think too long, people go wait too long to start um, having those conversations yeah. and just um, to, to look at their structure and look at their roles and responsibilities. And to push on that, I think it was because it wasn't like really formal until we started bringing other people in. Yes. Right? Like we bootstrapped our business like a lot of you that are watching have either done yours in the past or doing right now. So in that framework, it really wasn't, oh, you know, I'm the CEO and these are dudes that are doing your CEO because we were doing all the duties, right? I mean, we created content for a website. We shot and edited documentaries. You came out and asked, you know, people questions while I ran the video camera. Yes, we wrote blogs. <laughs> we, you know, like I said, we wrote blogs. We we led freelance writers and we did. You we're know, we, we were interviewing and calling. We were influencers <laughs> for different brands. Sometimes Ronnie, sometimes me, sometimes together. Mm -hmm. You know, like we went to conferences and network with people. Like we did all of the stuff. We shipped out packages. You know, remember, I remember like we would do a sale and it might be um, two, three, four hundred packages got to go out after a weekend sale. Like that would be us up to like two, three in the morning. Let me tell you about this iteration number one, two, three in the morning, handwriting people's addresses out. Oh, remember them days? Don't tell me about that. Straight on padded <laughs> envelopes, right? This is, this is OG. You ain't about that life. You ain't done that ever before. Oh, right? gosh. Then upgrading to, to labels that we printed out from our inkjet printer. And we thought like, oh my goodness, that's so much better. We thought we was doing it. Yeah, but that was terrible, <laughs> right? Um, and then upgrading to thermal printers and stuff like that. Yeah. But going through the process. So, so when you start now, um, why you should be formal with yourself, also give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. When we were doing all the things, we were just helping each other. Even if Ronnie was like, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I'm gonna ship out the stuff. As soon as I get done with my stuff, I'm jumping in to ship out the stuff too. So there was no head shipper. It was just all hands on deck to make it happen and get to the next level. Then once we got to the next level, started bringing in team. We had to start then defining our roles more as we define the roles of the people we need to replace us in certain positions and certain jobs. Right. I think when it doesn't, when you don't have anything defined, the point where it doesn't work is when one person is really leaving another person to take the brunt of the responsibility. When one person is not being consistent, when one person is not being accountable. And a lot of times that's coming over from the marriage. Right. And so some of that is going on in the marriage and they're just operating like that in the business as well. All right, this is a good one. How do you manage all the different things you do in the business without getting annoyed at one another? I never get annoyed at you, Ronnie. That's so not true. The apple of my eye. <laughs> I couldn't dream of a day when I get annoyed at you. 
So we do get annoyed with each other. We try to definitely make sure that it's at home, <laughs> um, especially when you have a team or whatever. They don't want to see uh, a couple fighting. They'll be like, uh, is everything okay? Like they can, then the next thing they're going to be like, is, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Is everything going to be blown up, you know, or whatever. And so that definitely causes like instability within a work environment if the people at the head, like whether they're married or not, right, are arguing. Yeah. Like if, if the leaders are arguing, it's not a good look for inside of a business. So um, if we are annoyed with each other, we separate, I think is the most most thing that we can do, right? Separate. You work from home. I work from home. Or just by the end of the day, it's, it's back good, right? Yeah. I think probably something that we developed early at a stage was realizing that whatever happened at home couldn't interfere with the business. Right. Because one of the things I always say, like, hey, like your business doesn't care if you don't do this. Your business doesn't care if you don't do that. So we had to really like separate those two and make sure that, hey, we didn't bring home stuff into the business to mess it up. I think the biggest thing is that you have to be mature and you can't allow your personal emotional emotions to impact what you have going on at work. And so regardless of, you know, what how we feel about each other when we're leaving the house in the morning, that has nothing to do with what you have to do once you get to the office. And think about it if you work for somebody else, like regardless of what you have to do, um, well, regardless of what happens in the morning before you go to work, you don't take that into the office. And the people that do take it to the office, they get those results. Those are the people that get angry and don't go to work that day and then they lose their jobs. And it's the same thing. It's going to be the same impact or consequences. So, yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it. The next question is, how do you handle setbacks in your business? Uh, this is a great question because I think a lot of people assume as people that have grown uh, or scaling businesses don't have setbacks. But the thing is you have setbacks no matter if you're a small business, big business, whatever. My belief is that you have setbacks all the time with all type of things. The thing is how you actually handle those setbacks. And I think for me, it's that, hey, you know what, no matter what comes up against, knowing that, hey, again, we tied into the bigger mission and not to the momentary setback. So if I'm tied into the bigger mission, it's like, hey, no matter what comes up, or what happens, I'm still gonna overcome that because nothing's gonna stop me to reach that actual goal, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's gonna stop me from getting to the goal line of what the dream is and fulfilling that. Especially when you got a mission like ours that ain't tied to us. Like the mission ain't tied to money, the mission is tied to people and empowering them and getting them success. Right. Um, you just have to have some type of fortitude. And it, literally while you were saying that, I was thinking, because it's bigger than that. Whatever it is, it's bigger than that. Our vision, our mission is bigger than that. It's bigger than whatever's going on with an employee. It's bigger than that bank telling us no. We'll go to another bank and they'll tell you yes. But it really is bigger than that. And so you have to make a decision. Are you committed to this or not? Are you going to let one person outside of that vision tell you um, what your goal or what your destiny is going to be. And so right. for me, our, our goals are bigger than anything else that we have going on. Right. And so we, we come together and we're like, OK, they're not going to break us. Like as long as we, we're together, we're working together, um, we know that we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think that's the importance. Right. I know most people watching this are not in business with your spouse. But that's the importance of having a team. That's the importance of having a circle. That's the importance of, you know, being in a program like ITSP Mastermind. You need other people you can lean on. So whether it could be, you know, somebody out that's out to do you harm, it could be somebody on your team. It could be a client, right? There are harmful clients out here. It could be a naysayer that's telling you that what you're dreaming about and what you want to do is impossible and that you're crazy for dreaming it, right? Somebody from your background can never do this. Somebody that's a woman could never do this. Somebody that's young or somebody that's old can never, like whatever it is, don't let people's limiting beliefs limit you and your potential. Between the two of you, who is the hustler and who is the 
grind or are you both doing the same? Um, I don't know if we necessarily hustle and grind anymore, you know? <laughs> I feel like hustling and grinding is something that you're doing, like, you know, not out of desperation, but initially trying to, 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 to get something to take on. Just get footing. Yeah. yeah, to get your footing, right? But now it's more like intentional, like hard work, intentional energy put towards, towards a goal. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily, I would describe it as hustling or grinding. Yeah, I think that's good because I think what a lot of people do or what they may miss is that, oh, you know, if I'm not hustling, you know, I don't need to do all these things, right? But you kind of point out something. There's a difference between, you know, hustle, grinding, hustle culture, and hard work. You can say, hey, I don't want to be a part of hustle culture, but still realize that you're going to have to work hard in order to reach right. your goals and achieve the results that you want to achieve for you and your business, for you and your your plans or whatever it's going to be. Like rarely do I meet somebody that's at the top of something that's not put in some type of level of work to actually get there. Right. So while we can't throw away, hey, hustle culture and, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, I'm I'm not team no sleep, but it's sometimes when I don't get a lot of sleep because I got to do what I got to do. Right. right? right. Um, now, as we grow and we get bigger and we get more team and more amazing people helping carry the weight of a vision, then I don't have to do that as much anymore. But there are some times I got to do what I got to do. Right. But that don't mean I necessarily glorify it. That don't necessarily mean, like, that's my goal. Um, Because you know I can sleep well. Right. I mean, it just has to be a balance. Oh, my gosh. Did I say balance? There's no... (laughs) (laughs) Is it balance or not? Pick pick one. Pick a side. I'm on both sides. I'm on balance side and no balance side. But... um, you know, you can get your rest, but then you also have to take care of your responsibilities. And so I think that sometimes people glorify, yeah, girl, take your rest, take your month off from your business. Meanwhile, your business is like falling completely apart. Also, uh, then in a month, you are crying the blues because you can't pay your bills. You got to let go of your employees and things like that. And so how is that also positive? How is that beneficial, right? And so you took away one stress right here and now you like added it on and have double the stress when you come back. So there's a way in which to do things. And so I don't glorify people just um, doing things without really thinking it through. So in a recap of all the things we talked about, I think those are some great questions. So I'm gonna say I appreciate it. Hey, if you watched this and you enjoyed it, tag us on social at Traffic Sales and Profit. But as we're going through, right, I want you to figure out how you can bring all those things together in your business that we talked about. And it doesn't mean you have to be in business with a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or otherwise. You could have a partner or no partner. You can be doing the thing all by yourself, trying to grow it and scale it to this huge enterprise. But remember, those things still need to be intact. We talked about um, some level of balance and then some level of knowing you're going to push in and you won't see balance at specific times. Mm-hmm. We talked about the fact you have to be able to communicate, whether it's you alone communicating with vendors, virtual assistants, 1099 independent contractors or team in leadership, you're going to have to be able to communicate with somebody in order to get the things out you need to be able to get out and also be able to listen to things that people are sharing and telling you as well. But really being able to put all these things we talked about today together in order to be successful. Any last words, Ronnie? No, we also talked about like being committed, right? You have to be committed to your vision. We have talked about you have to have a vision, number Mm -hmm. one. But number two, really being committed to your vision and being intentional about that. Um, and so if you're committed and if you're intentional, you won't let those uh, temporary set, setbacks stop, stop you. And there we go, y'all. I want to thank you for watching another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. We'll see you next week with another amazing guest as we help you build both your business and your wealth only on the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. 
The Combo, your home for conversations on black entrepreneurship and wealth, available on your favorite platforms.